and non-binary pals of audio podcast land and welcome to the season one finale of furasato a legend of the five rings actual play podcast i am your storyteller mikey and you can follow me all over the social medias at pop culture geek you can also follow all of us here collectively at Vibe Tribe Productions, where you make sure you give us a follow to stay up to date on everything that's going on, because we have a lot of things coming out shortly. And at the time of this recording, some of these things may have been released already. Stay tuned for all the fun stuff. But as always, I can never do this game alone. I am here with all of my fantastic players. So we're going to go around and do some introductions real quick. And then we'll just jump straight into our season one finale proper. So eeny, meeny, money, mo. I have decided that on my screen, Will, you will be the first to go. Hey, everybody. I'm Will, or Halfling Wizard, where you can find me on various social medias. I do stuff everywhere, really. I DM and play over at ADH Adventures. Play here at the Vibe Tribe, of course. I play Mio in this awesome game and i'm excited to see where this episode goes see what lies in store for the phoenix clan when they get back home probably not nothing good really but that's okay Ooh, howdy there might be some good things there might be some bad things we'll have to find out when we get there the three of us are going to have to knock some heads back at the village i think get into that once i do the <laughs> recap because some things went Alrighty, next person to give their introduction is going to be chris hello hello this is chris also known as riku you can find me on the social medias as pup riku or puppy riku all depends on what app you are using and you can find me here on the Vibe Tribe on Friday Night Fights as the Umbral Talon, as well as your DM for the Academy, as well as during Season 2, DMing the Crystal City and playing in Tavern Tales, A Walk Among Gods, and the Wild. I told you, every I said this, what is it, every time. I don't know what it is about that name. I'm going to keep forgetting it. I feel like I should add an S to make it easier at the end. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, so you'll be able, so once Season 2 starts, you'll be able to hear a lot more of me. I'm also developing our brand new website, which may or may not be up by the time this goes up so we'll see but here on Furusato, i play kaito shiba of the phoenix clan as as mio's new boyfriend so it's gonna be pretty interesting when we get back home to our clan as of today the episode <laughs> was just premiered and yeah that was fun it was a lot of fun to record it i cried when we recorded it i cried when i edited it I will probably cry once again when I re-listen to it. <laughs> but I'm going to do it during the day because I can't cry myself to sleep. I'll be like, ah! But thank you, Chris. Next person to get their introduction is the one and only and glad to have him back is Adolfo. If he can learn to unmute himself. <laughs> Space bar. <laughs> 
We are having technical difficulties. What's happening right now? My keyboard wasn't working. It's okay. We're fine. We're all fine here. I am the nerdy Puerto Rican. I returned back from my mental leave of having a new little a new little human. But uh, I am here to play the Furisato. However, on the Divide Tribe, I do play in some other games. I do play over at the uh, Friday Night Fights. And I play over at the Academy, which by the time this comes out, I guess those are going to be wrapping up. Because that's all season one stuff. Oh, no. We're continuing straight on into season two. Yeah. So we're... we're- <laughs> the academy, yeah, the academy's keeping going. So, so for season two, I'll be at least an academy, and uh, we'll see where else the new Puerto Rican lands in season two for the D Vibe Tribe. But for tonight, I am playing Jodai, your onigiri-loving chef wannabe anime stereotype. Oh, we have missed you so much. <laughs> All right, next up is going to be, he's not a window, he's Amador. <laughs> it's me, the door. Hey everyone, it's Amador, everyone's favorite, slightly not normal guy. Usually, I be, would be playing Call of the Deep's Corvus, now Astartes in one of the new season two shows, and even a Warforge in another one. But today, I will be playing the lovely Caillou Daidoro, our favorite crab clan smithy. Excellent. Next up, joining us from all the way on the other side of the world, and he always gets my thanks because he's amazing, is the one and only Mickey. Good evening. It is 3 a.m. and it's time to fucking party. I am your cool uncle, and tonight's drink is rum. I will be playing for you tonight, hopefully, Akoto Ikiai. The group uncle. It's good to be back. It's been a while. It's good to have you back, my friend. I have some fun stuff planned for Iki Guy, so this is going to be good. And of course, rounding out our amazing cast, last but certainly not least, is the one and only Josh. Hello, everybody. It is I, Josh. You may also know me as MG Preacher. I can't believe. We've come to this, the season finale of Kurosato. Not gonna lie, I'm gonna be missing this game a lot. But uh, anyways, tonight I will be playing Yakakara no Kaze of the Lion Clan. Whew. Yeah, as Josh just mentioned, this is, it's bittersweet. I promised myself I would hold it together until the very end, but no promises. <laughs> but with character introductions and cast introductions out of the way let's jump into the season finale proper with a little bit of a recap so you're gonna need to bear with me because there is a couple of things that need to be recapped they were simultaneously happening at the same time so last time on furusato essentially what happened is upon i guess the revelation and the the cutting of a young Lion Clan member's hand within an ensuing fight definitely warranted our party to be separated and to be held in separate rooms in order to be interrogated. It's not the correct word, but they were to be asked questions about what happened. We had Daidro, Yaka, and Shodai in one room, and then we had our Phoenix Clan trio 
in another room between both the groups while one was asked questions as to what had happened during the fight the other one was grilled in a different kind of way by a not so nice phoenix clan elder which happened to be himiko's father god what a douche <laughs> and i pl- and i care and i played that character and i was like damn he's a douche I was ready to fight. I was ready to fight. <laughs> I was too. I literally put myself in between everybody. I was like, bring it on, bitch. Yeah. So group A had a better time because after both groups technically had a better time after their initial encounters, because both groups were visited by the current acting Emerald Champion who offered our young, prosperous, young fledgling samurai an opportunity to go out into the world and to make it a better place while working underneath her tutelage for the time being. Things were on the up and up. All our party members accepted, and upon reconvening, they all made their way to the closing festival for the Topaz Championship. Oof. This is where all the feels happen because everybody just did their own thing that made me cry uncontrollably. Yaka got a little nice conversation with one of the geishas performing and got a little insight into his mother. Daidro was off being his sweet little self, buying gifts for friends and things like that. Shodai was also being cute anime Shodai by eating all the food. <laughs> and then, of course... Mio and Kaito, with their newly established relationship. God, these two ruined, wrecked my emotions. They had a sweet body moment over some noodles, and everyone reconvened at the lake where the Lantern Festival portion of the night transpired, where everyone left their hope, a dream, a remembrance of a loved one gone into the lantern while it sailed down into the distance before all heading back to the dojo staying up late having night night conversations and thus falling asleep into the wee hours of the morning we concluded that lovely little episode with the revelation that the former emerald champion who was a spirit was finally put to rest as he hoped for these young samurai to be the future that Rokugan needs before fading into the afterlife. (sighs) It was such a beautiful moment. (laughs) So now we're going to pick up there. So hours pass by. The night turns to morning. And all of you who had decided to sleep in the same room for the evening are awakened by... Pretty much the alarm of the birds chirping. And as you wake up, you all kind of get your bearings a little bit, rubbing the sleepies out of your eyes and things like that, and kind of start getting ready for the morning. As it is to be expected, you know that today is the day of departure. You will all have breakfast. You guys will complete the ceremony. And then you all will start making your way back home. IRL, this campaign has been going on for a year, but in-game it's only been three days. (laughs) God, what a mess. (laughs) But yeah, so 
all of you have <laughs> all of you have awoken. You guys are packing up. And I will say all of you start heading to breakfast. <laughs> so you all make your way to the dining hall for the last time. Strangely enough, it's less crowded than it normally has been as you come to the realization that some people, some of the other participants left the day before because they either were disqualified or they failed to get enough points to make it to the final selection process. And thus, at this point, you all know that you had enough points and you guys made it. And so we're here now. But it's strangely less crowded and a little bit more quiet, so to speak. Did, but um, as, oops, go did, ahead. So as Shodai walks in wearing his unicorn clan purple and scanning the room, he looks to see if uh, those, what was it? The Lion Clan, I think it was. The Lion Clan the, douches. Yeah, if they washed out or not. So you take a look around, and of course, outside of Yaka himself being Lion, you don't see any other Lion Clan members there. In fact, you don't see the ones that have been giving you guys hell the last couple of days. <laughs> so as Shodai walks in, right, and he scans, when he's walking in, like he, he's walking at a brisk pace, he's, it's the morning, and I'm walking in for breakfast. And that's when he looks around and sees that there's not a lot of people in here. And he like starts like still jiving, but like slow mo jiving. And it's like, it's the morning. Why is it so deep? And he'll like slowly make his way to the table and sit down and just kind of, it almost looks like he shrinks like his. He pulls his shoulders like, like up, and he it looks like he like like shrinks down. He's like, and he just like waits for his friends to show up. Yeah. So Shodai, as one as we all know him to be, is the first to arrive at the dining hall. Makes this revelation, and after about a few minutes or so, the rest of you surely, steadily and slowly make your way in. And as you guys make your way into the breakfast hall, you kind of feel this same underlying atmosphere of oppression as it seems that the realization kicks in of how much how many people were here to become full-fledged samurai and then looking around the now almost empty breakfast hall there is lots and lots of people who are no longer there but a thought does cross your mind, which gives the situation a little bit of a levity from this oppressive atmosphere. You all are still here <laughs> and you all have made it as well. So despite the numbers being dwindling in the current state of the mess hall, you have all succeeded in what you set out to do initially when you came here to become full fledged samurai. And as you look around, Yaka and Hitoshi come up from behind and Hitoshi just looks at you all. Why the long faces? You guys should be proud. We made it. I don't know about you, but I, I can't believe that we're here and we made it this far. 
and we've actually made it to the end. Holy crap. As he makes the sudden realization. So lighten up a little bit. Smile. Let's have a good time. We only have a little bit of time left before we all have to go home. <laughs> Let's make the best of it. And then just pushes his way forward to the line for food. And Daedro falls behind him, I guess, with a little tray and kind of speaks up. It's not so much about us becoming samurai and there's less people here, but it's more so about having to say goodbye, having to leave what we've built together, what we've experienced together. That is what at least to me, feels like we're missing. We're going to miss. Yeah. And he's going to scoop his scoop the food somberly, not usually being a peppy self like he is. In slow motion, Shodai is going to like slowly like slide slash float over to Daidoro's side like, an, like, like they do in the anime, right? And he'll have these cho- these pork cutlets, fried pork cutlets, and, and uh, on his chopsticks, and he'll be like, "We'll miss these cutlets." And then he'll just slow mo slide back and away out of frame. I can't. <laughs> God, I've missed that. <laughs> I'll miss those cutlets too, friend. I know. I'll me miss too. Those cutlets too. My goodness. Yeah. The rest of y'all get your food. You guys all find a table together. Kaito and Mio, you take a look over at Himiko. And it seems that she's in better spirits this morning than she was yesterday previously. Given the fact that her dad was being an absolute douche nozzle. (laughs) But she is in better spirits. And that's partially due to y'all being there for her and her one of her more downtrodden moments. Yeah. Oh, Go ahead. Mio, he would have come in immediately, completely not even paying attention to anything else around him. He would have gone to get a complete tea service and some buns for the three of them. And had he gotten there before they had the rest, before the other two did, and he would have set it all up. Like this whole little tea setting for the three of them. Mm-hmm. And, sit, and just sit there just waiting with a smile on his face. All right. So you know what? Himiko and Kaito end up walking in. Kaito, you see Bio with all this set out for you and Himiko and himself. So I'm going to just let you go for it. And Bio will stand up immediately as soon as you, he sees you come in with a big smile on his face. Pretty much immediately upon seeing seeing Mio and seeing all that he's done, he he gives like a nice big smile with a little chuckle because both he is so happy to see this and it's so cute and all that stuff. But also even after what has just occurred, this is like him. Things are going to almost that mindset of things are going to be okay. Things are returning back to normal. So Kaito is going to simply just walk up to the table, walk up to Mio, sit down, pretty much sit down right next to him. And he's going to lean his head on his shoulder and just go, can I have five more minutes? Just all tired and stuff. And Mio will say, you can have all the time you want. 
And you'll rest his head on your head. I can't. <laughs> I can do this. So, oh my goodness. From off screen, Shodai is going to like slowly slide into frame <laughs> with a little plate of three pieces of pork cutlet that are fried. And he'll just like slowly slide into frame and then gently leave the plate by their settings. And he'll be like, and then he'll just slowly disappear out of frame. Without really moving, Kaito's eyes is just are just following him the entire time. And as soon as he gets out of frame, he goes, can we keep him? Sure. I think that's one thing I think I'm going to miss the most, especially about our group. We all come from so many different places, so many different clans, yet we work together as if we're all our own clan. And it's going to be hard to say goodbye. I don't want it. It doesn't have to be goodbye. It could be more of a see you later. Friendships really? don't end just because we leave. And yeah. I think, think these guys and girl, as he looks at him ago, I think we bonded. I think we're, I think I can honestly say I, I would die for these guys. Me too. So, yeah. Yeah. I agree also. Yeah. You're right. It's not goodbye. It's see you later. And I hope later comes sooner than we think. It usually does. Holding you to that. I hold myself <laughs> to it. Will's going to grab one of the strips of his pork cutlet, and he's going to raise it between the crowd like a like he's having a toast and just looks at everyone. I hope to see you later is a lot shorter. To friendship? To friendship. Indeed. To brotherhood. And sisterhood. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Himiko. Yeah. To our newfound family. Mia is so, going to slide a sweet bun down the table to you. Yes! <laughs> so sweet. Showed I just like sweet bun looks at Mio. Looks at the bun looks at Mio. Slow motion, slow smile just comes across his face, almost like a Grinch like smile where it just comes fully across his face. And he just like takes the sweet buns. He just like mouse. Oh my goodness. <laughs> y'all are so cute. So yeah, y'all enjoy your last breakfast together. It is full of conversation and more memory making. And as you finish and clean up your table and turn in your dishes, you all head back to your rooms real quick to make sure that everything is good to go before the final ceremony. And as you enter the room, to make sure all your belongings are in one piece, you notice that there are several wrapped parcels, each on your individual gear. As you take a look at these parcels, that there are a handwritten note on them and nicely wrapped packages. So, Josh, I'm going to let you narrate what's in this letter and then what each of the others find in their parcels. So the letter itself is just very basic. Just saying, 
I never knew what it was like to have friends before I met you guys. You were the only friends that I've got. And when they actually look in this little parcel, headbands. Each headband has all of our clans' crests on them. And underneath the row of crests, it says, Strength forged by friendship, strengthened by fire. Except for Himiko. When she opens up her parcel, it is a set of twin fans. And the fans are solid white with a painted branches set with a single cherry blossom on each fan. And written on the reverse side of these fans, it says, The coldest winter cannot withstand the warmth of the summer to come. God, Joshua, my heart. <laughs> so as each of you look at your, well, for the gentlemen, you guys look at the headbands and here we go with their fans. You all turn to each other and give a quiet nod. And within the sweet moment from outside, you hear we have about 10 minute warning, 10 minute warning to all of you young fledglings. The ceremony is about to begin. Make sure that you final preparations are ready to go. So, yeah, we'll just see you in the garden in 10 minute, 10 minute warning. And then you hear the house service go throughout the academy, repeating this announcement. And you all get your belongings, put it outside of your room. Like we do in summer camp style, where all the luggage needs to be out of the cabin by a certain time. <laughs> God, that's always the worst part of leaving camp is making sure everybody, especially when you're the camp counselor, and you need to make sure children get home safely. <laughs> Did y'all leave anything in the cabin? We're not turning around. But you put all of your belongings outside and you all make your way to the garden. Strangely enough, what you've been used to, because you've been in this garden a couple of times, it once again has been redesigned a little bit to have a central stage within this garden that is now being surrounded by all different types of flower arrangements. So think of it as a nice little gra like a graduation stage, all the sense, but it's not as cheesy. <laughs> we don't worry, we don't have to sit through valedictorian, salutatorian, all that good stuff. But you all notice small little pedestals on the central stage. And as you all come in, that there are only about 20 little podiums on the stage. As you look around, what started out with a multitude of young teenage samurai or in training, so to speak, there's only 20 of you that made it to the graduation ceremony. And so you all, with the help of the house service, Y'all make your way up to the little podiums where, of course, the townsfolk have come to watch and some of the higher officials from the various lands have also come to watch this. And then, of course, as you look on to the crowd, you all come to the realization that this is it. This is the moment that y'all worked so hard for and it's finally here <laughs> as you take your place to the podium, you start to hear this symphonious 
cacophony, if you will, of beautiful music beginning to fill the area of the garden. And walking from the house into the garden is Toshimoko-san, the owner of the academy, and of course, the person who will be commencing this final ceremony. He takes his place in front of all of you as you all prostrate yourself and bow and then sit on your knees, so to speak, as Toshimoko-san looks over at the 20 of you that remain and looks at the crowd and begins his little speech. Ladies and gentlemen, for the last three days, these 20 individuals have been tested physically, mentally, and in some aspects, emotionally and spiritually. And through these grueling trials have emerged victorious and have proven themselves to be worried to carry the name of Samurai. And he turns to you, 20. The 20 of you who are here have all come from different walks of life. Each of you has your own stories that have gotten you to this point. Some of you have been training for this moment since your birth. Others of you were put here last minute. But it does not matter where your story started. What matters now is with this honor, how you will carry the name of Samurai and what chapters you will leave behind as you continue to fill it day in and day out with your own adventures, with your companions, with the people you come across in your journeys. My young fledglings, it is with great honor that I now deem you the title of Young Samurai. And as he says this, he comes to each of you and he just puts his hand on your shoulder and bows in front of you and you bow him back. And after doing this, now I will begin the presentation of the katanas. So each of you receives. I can't believe I'm actually giving teenagers actual bladed weapons, <laughs> but each of you are handed a katana sheathed in its scabbard, if you will. And as you each look at it, it is designed in the same colors of your clans with your clan's animal spirit, so to speak, designed all over it. And as you take a look at it and hold on to it, son, after giving all of them out, turn to you. Now, my young samurai, henceforth on this day, May you go out into the world, make a difference, and let your light shine brighter than ever before. And he just bows to all of you, and you bow back in return. Toshimoko-san turns to the crowd. I now pre present these young 20 as official samurai of Rokugan. And then the crowd just bursts into applause and cheers. As you take in the adulation and the just the joyous celebration of this moment, you all realize that, you know what? The road here has been interesting, to say the least. You all have come from different backgrounds, different purposes for being here. And. 
event over these three short days, y'all have managed to become the best of friends and survived many challenges, especially some that weren't essentially planned. But here we are, and you are official samurai. So, congratulations. You guys have made it to the end of the Topaz Championship, and y'all have become official samurai. So I'm going to take a moment and I'm going to clap because this was a moment that was a year in the making. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I'm like a dad. I'm so proud of you guys. <laughs> I think for the first time, on anybody that catches a glimpse of Shodai throughout this whole presentation, he is, for the first time, stoic and looks very much how a samurai should look in this type of situation very like i said very very stoic very respectful and just his face is just like the straightest poker face that you could see you know what now now we're gonna do this because i'm so interested <laughs> i'm gonna put you all on the spot a little bit i want to know what you're going through your minds as this is happening <laughs> Kaito, what is going through your mind as the ceremony is happening? Kaito is standing there pretty much very formal as he is expected. He is very, in his mind, he's very proud about what he accomplished. He knows the challenge that this was, despite everything else. But there is still a slight... I don't know, not nervousness, but something in the back, just nagging in his, the back of his mind about what recently happened. He can't let it go. And he doesn't think he should let it go, but he knows he can't show his emotions in this moment. Yeah. But he's doing it with a smile on his face. What about you? <laughs> I thought I was going to look into the crowd and not really he's not all there honestly he's thinking and then it, it brings him back when he sees Toshimoko-san bow and present the katanas and he's gonna come back and he's gonna look like he came back and he's gonna look out and just the biggest smile just grows on his face he, if we were seated he shoots up in his seat and he just has this excitement to him as he like waves to everybody and the crowd as they are going crazy. He's a little bit bolsterous about it. He's proud about the achievement he's made. Mio? Mio is, he's introspective at this point because he's, this is like a huge, obviously a huge honor and it brings honor to his family and all that. And, but he still has this sort of, what to call it, disdain for authority he still has a little bit of that and he's though it is a great honor he's just i hope i don't i hope i don't become like them so to speak and so he's he's really introspecting right now he's super this is a huge responsibility i don't want to become like corrupt like he's seen so many and he's not that he thinks he will but it's just i don't want he doesn't to happen he doesn't want to he doesn't want that power to go to his head so to speak so he's really keeping himself grounded right now he's not showing a whole lot of emotion he's very almost emotionless 
but you've been very intently watching. And then, of course, Yaka, what's going through your mind? Shodai said, Yaka, actually, before we started doing this, I wanted to say that he had been hanging out with Yaka a little too much, remaining stoic like he is. But Yaka as well is also remaining very serious, very stoic in his demeanor. And Yaka doesn't say anything, but he cons his head over towards Shodai. And the look that I gave him is basically just a silent way of saying, we made it. And then my eyes go straight forward again. And in the back of Yaka's head, he's thinking, I finally made it here. I finally did this. I have waited three years for this opportunity. Because every year that he wanted to go and try to become a samurai, he always self-doubted himself. He always felt like he wasn't good enough. And right here, right now, he's proven himself wrong that he was ready. And everybody that he had left home who doubted him, he proved them wrong. So Yaka is not only coming out of this, I guess you could say, physically stronger. He's coming out of this emotionally spiritually and psychologically stronger y'all <laughs> as the ceremony comes to its foregone conclusion and y'all congratulate each other the house staff gently help guide you with your belongings all 20 of you out into the front of the dueling academy where Toshimoko-san the house staff, all the various judges you encountered during the last three days. It is tradition that they see you all off as you head home. So as the 20 of you at back at the Dueling Academy, you just see the warm smiles of the house staff, Toshimoko-san and the judges all waving you off. And everybody kind of starts going in a different direction for you. Oh, I'm go ahead for a little bit. Do unseen, but knowing that these people wouldn't do this. There is a ninja sitting in a in like on a rafter, striking sparks for good luck. It is not Uncle Ikigai, though. Oh, we've been sitting on that one for a little bit. But yeah, oh man, this is gonna be a lot of fun. But yeah, so everybody makes their way to the different direction. The seven of you head back once you came. Y'all end up traveling on the same road. And after a little bit of time, you guys have conversations with each other. And you all enjoy the moments. And y'all have a good time. You have some laughs. You have some chuckles. We're counting the last three days. But shortly, you all come to... It's a literal and a metaphorical fork in the road. <laughs> As you all come to different diverging paths. And it is at this point y'all make the realization that each of you will be heading down a different path to head back home. 
So this is the final time, at least for now, y'all y'all are together. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to let you all run the scene for a little bit. And I will only come in towards the end once it reaches its finite conclusion. But the conversation is all up to you. So I'm going to let you have it. Nobody okay. wants to make the first move. <laughs> As they get to this divergence in the road, Shodai, he's now changed into the clothes that he came in wearing. But because for the ceremony, of course, he was wearing his good kimono, as it were, which still compared to like other people's kimonos, because the unicorn clan is, I don't want to say vagabond, but they don't, they're always on the move and they don't really. When it comes to, they're very blue collar, at least in in like my mind, they're like very blue collar. So his fancy kimono would have been a little bit, a little, still a little bit tattered compared to like other people's kimonos. But now he's wearing his traveling clothes, his traveling kimono, which is the patchwork kimono that he walked in all different shades of, of purple. There's like a patch of blue here or there. He will actually take a few steps not a few. He'll take like maybe two steps ahead of the group as a collective and he'll turn around and he'll reach into his sleeve and pull out a pocket on a geary and hand it to each of his friends. And he will, when he's done handing them out, he, he steps back and he looks at everyone. He says, we will all dine. Together again. I, ha- I have no doubt. And when we do, I will be the cook. And it will be glorious. Oh, and by the way, that special Odegiri I gave you guys. Bye! And he just kind of like kicks a leg up and like slides out of frame. <laughs> oh my gosh. I will say that Mio will give each person a gift before they leave the group. Or as they're leaving, he'll hand them a gift. Just like rice paper with some sort of twine with a tag that says friendship. And just, just to, to finish off the, the pocket onigiri that he gave to everyone is actually what would be considered a talisman under his, his class as it were. And it is a talisman of Joe Joran's bomb, which it will hang on one second. Hang on one second. Flipping through the food. We're giving presents out here in this. <laughs> oh, way of earth, way of earth. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. You're good. Don't worry about it. Trust me, as somebody who has run multiple games this season, I know the feeling of having to palm through pages. <laughs> also, I want to ask the party a question. Did anybody wear your your headband that Yaka gave you guys? I did. Yes. I, oh, I put it on the minute I got it. I put it on. Yes. 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 That. Mio will wear it proudly. So the so the onigiri, which is a talisman of Jirojin's Jiro, bomb, it reduces all checks to resist the effects of poison and disease by two. Nice. But of course, it's a one-use thing. You have to end being the onigiri. You gotta eat it. Yeah, so. that's fair. <laughs> oh, nice though. It's very mm-hmm. nice. Also, so the gift that Mio 
gives everybody inside the little box that's wrapped in the rice paper with the twine around it. As each of you take it as you leave. Inside is a, a Maneki Neko, which is the beckoning cat, the little cat that you see in like cheesy yeah. Chinese and Japanese <laughs> restaurants. But in this time, but this time period, they were good luck. They meant for they were for good luck. And samurai would keep them on them. So he gives each of them one as mm-hmm. they leave the group. When Dadaro gets the box and he opens it, he sees the beckoning cat. He's going to use the string and kind of figure out a way and he ties it to his belt. It's just a little dangle cat next to him. I was thinking the same thing. My heart. <laughs> and as as we've been playing this game for a year, I can't remember Adolfo's character's name right now. <laughs> Shodai. <laughs> yeah, so... As Shodai is leaving, Tadro is going to step out from the grain of everybody and look at them and bows very deeply to each individual person and looks to them. I hope the day that we meet one more time and the day that we take arms together, that everyone has arms made by yours truly, of course, but... I hope when you guys go home, you have a warming welcome. And I hope that, sorry, I'm not good with speeches, but I guess to say it bluntly, I love every single one of you. And I Mio's, hope. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I was like, Mio's just going to launch in and just hug you. Before he's gonna you can get it all out. He's just gonna be like, uh, like a big, strong, like brotherly hug. He's gonna look caught off guard and kind of frozen. He doesn't know what to do with being hugged, but he kind of goes in and pats his back, giving like a little sniffle, and he's gonna pull away and look up and go and do the. Uh, I promised myself I wasn't going to tear, and I wasn't gonna cry, but I guess here we are. You all have beautiful hearts and you all are the strongest warriors, samurai, whatever it may be. You guys are the cream of the crop. Don't ever let anyone tell you otherwise. And he's going to step back one more deep bow to them all and briskly walk away. Kaito kind of is having a little bit trouble speaking right now. (laughs) Like he... He adores everybody so much that the moment he tries to open his mouth, even just to say thank you, he almost turns into a blubbering mess. So you see him giving, like, small, like, nods with a smile and teared-up eyes. He's probably holding Mio's hand at the same time for that kind of comfort. But as each person walks away, he gives, like, a deep breath as if to hold back holding you back from just grabbing folks' hands and not letting them leave. Because this is his family now. Mio will squeeze his hand ever so slightly for reassurance. Oh boy. As you all give your final gifts and say your goodbyes, you all each head down the path that will lead you back well, home to speak. And for a little bit, 
at various points when going down these crossroads. Each kind of turned back to see where everyone's at. And you're still able to see them. But as you all go further and keep repeating this process of turning back, eventually each of you on your paths turn and you can no longer see your friends as the realization has hit that it is time to say farewell for now. But the journey ahead home is in front of you and you all begin making your way back to your villages where we will see shortly what is going to go down. <laughs> I was going to say, as everybody's walking off, Yaka's just standing there right at the crossroads where they all met. And Yaka doesn't start moving until after everybody else is out of sight. And so once they vanish from your line of vision, Yaka, you finally make your way down your designated path and begin the journey home. We're going to take a quick break here. And when we come back, we're going to jump straight into the epilogue.